Hello, episode 19 of Max Sports today. This will be a shorter episode, everybody. We don't have a ton of cool topics. There was not a lot of NFL news that really happened that I could really make a whole segment on. So today, I'm going to be doing a segment on teams that I think are most likely to contend for the Super Bowl next year, teams I think that'll be improving, teams I think will be falling off. It'll be an interesting topic because I think, especially on the NFC side, it'll be more difficult. And I'd like to come up with the reasons on why I think specific teams have a chance. Uh, Not as much with the AFC, but again, it's still a good talking point. After that, I can maybe talk about, you know, some small topics and maybe some coaching moves or some rumors around the league or whatever the case might be. Part two will be more of an improvisation as it goes, but... As we get things started, I just want to let you know, thank you to all who have been listening. I know I've gotten a couple new listeners since uh, the last couple episodes have come out. I've gotten 43 total unique listeners on the show so far. Again, 43 people. I'm just telling you right now, we could take over like a whole Walmart or something. Like if we all band up and, and work together, maybe we could take over a small town. Who knows? I love, <laughs> I love what we can do as a group though. And I think we need to remember that. Think of how dangerous we could be together. (laughs) With all that being said, though, all jokes aside, I appreciate all of our new listeners who are coming along. And if you find a friend or family member that is a fan of mainly NFL sports, please let me know. I'd be more than happy to have new viewers and new listeners as I expand the show out to everyone. Thank you for listening. All right, just like I said in the intro, we're going to be doing predictions for what my thoughts are for next year contenders. I'll give you my list of a few teams that I think will be, and then I will also explain teams that were in the playoff bubble this year that I think might be regressing, or even if they make the playoffs, I don't necessarily see them as championship teams. To start things off, I'll go with the AFC. I think it's a much easier picture to paint for you guys. It'll be shorter, and I think we'll get to our conclusion pretty fast here. Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincy. The team out of those three that I want to identify with the most is the Buffalo Bills. They have come up short every single season for the last three years. They are the only team out of those three that I have named that has not made a Super Bowl appearance out of those three. And just like the, I've always seen this viral clip of the Bills fan in the 90s when they were making all these Super Bowls and losing. Buffalo! Buffalo all the way this time! I relate to you, fan. The reason for it is because they need it. It is their turn. Everyone thought it was the Buffalo Bills all season long. People gave up on the Chiefs. People didn't think that the Bengals were going to be able to return to the big dance. Everyone thought it was Buffalo. Josh Allen was the MVP favorite. They were going to, you know, go undefeated. And they for the most part, met expectations in the regular season. I think Josh Allen had a few too many turnovers to really be a MVP candidate, and that is something that he'll have to work on if he ends up wanting to be that. But when I really look at this Buffalo Bills team, they've had holes the last several years that have costed them playoff wins. They don't have a run game that can manage a clock and maintain a lead. Their defense gives up. Even though they have elite pieces on the defense, they always seem to give up crucial points in games that matter the most their defense can't get stops when it truly matters i think their defense is an over 
maybe a slightly overrated unit. Now they did lose Von Miller, their elite pass rusher, but the main reasons why I see that those were just structural. I think when I look at their championship window, look at the people who are necessarily making factors on this team. I say it early and we don't necessarily see it until it happens, but how many more good years are you going to get out of Stefan Diggs? How many more good years are you going to get out of Von Miller? You don't know that. And so every year that you get an elite, elite productive season from them and you don't make it to the Super Bowl is honestly a waste. Now, you can, I mean, as a fan that has never seen my Detroit Lions win a playoff game in my entire lifetime, I think it is a good, you know, that was a good season for Buffalo. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I got to see my team win a playoff game and make it to the second round. It was a, it was a good season. But if we're really looking at this from, from a bigger angle and a bigger perspective, this was a team that was supposed to do more, and they underachieved. At minimum, I think a lot of people thought they'd at least be in the AFC Championship if they didn't appear in the Super Bowl. And most people had them as their Super Bowl pick this year. I think that this makes it a crucial season for them next year. I think that they probably have that gritty fire in them to really go, wow, guys, we really need to get our, you know, get our ish together if we're going to be able to win one of these trophies while we have this core. Kansas City, obviously, we know. I think that they're probably a future dynasty. If there will be anything that will ever relate to the New England Patriots dynasty from, you know, from the 2000s up to the 2010s, I think this is probably the Kansas City Chiefs. As long as you have Big Red, Andy Reid, and as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, I think they're going to be a good unit. And then with Cincinnati, they prove that they're legit. Two straight AFC championships and a Super Bowl appearance. You got Joe Burrow still on a rookie deal. You have a great young core, solid offense, and the defense is getting better. I think their biggest weakness is protecting Joe Burrow. He takes way too many hits, and honestly, sometimes that offense becomes a little clunky when they don't give him enough time to protect him. I think they need to heavily address the offensive line in the offseason if they really want to push themselves back into Super Bowl contender. However, though, those are my three big ones. I'll throw a wild card in there. We could say Jacksonville because I think that they, in that division of the AFC South, are probably the most complete team and ready to win now. I still think they're missing uh, enough pieces where I don't put them in a championship contender. But a, a team we could consider, uh, you know, I again, like like I wanted to, you know, really paint the picture for you guys. We still have the draft. We still have free agency. We have a lot of big moves that could happen. Names could be traded all across the league. I think a team that will be in the contendership for at least a playoff spot will be the New York Jets. I know Aaron Rodgers talk has been there forever. Personally, I think a Derek Carr would be a great fit in New York. And especially knowing that the fact that they were almost a winning team this year. They had a very good defense. They have weapons everywhere. They're a pretty complete team outside of the fact that they had some of the worst quarterback play amongst the entire league. Even an average quarterback on that team could push them over the hump into being a 10-11 win football team next year. And an 11 win football team would have gotten you the four seed or at least the five seed if you were behind Buffalo in that division. You would have been what the Baltimore Ravens were this year. You'd be better than them. And I think maybe adding a Derek Carr or an Aaron Rodgers could do that. 
So again, there are my predictions. We got the big three. We know who's going to be pushing, you know, for the playoff spots there. Who's going to be pushing for the first round buys. Who's going to be in the AFC championship. And then my wild card was maybe Jacksonville, knowing that they will host a home playoff game if they win their division. Or the New York Jets, knowing that they have a lot of ability to go for a veteran quarterback, and they pretty much have a complete team outside of of a veteran quarterback. As for the NFC, though, it is a much uh, dicier situation. I don't see the Philadelphia Eagles as a team that could repeat as of now, due to the fact that it's very difficult for both teams to repeat. If I had to pick one, it'd probably be Kansas City. On top of that, Philadelphia has a ton of free agents. If you've heard one of my previous episodes talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, they have a ton of free agents. And not only that, but on top of it, they are their experienced vets that know how to win. You need this on your team if you're going to be a competitive team in the National Football League. You need experienced veterans. And this is something that the Eagles had a lot of, but they could be losing this offseason. Jason Kelsey... Arguably the best center in football right now could be, you know, leaning towards retirement. I haven't heard any updates with him at all, but he is an older player. You know, they have you know a bunch of names. Fletcher Cox is going to be a free agent. I know they signed Indomic and Sue. I don't remember if that was, I, th- I would assume it was just a one-year deal because he only played a few games for them this year. But they have a ton of names that are going to be free agents this year that they're going to have to worry about paying. Both of their running backs are going to be free agents. And the thing too is who do you give the money to? Who are you bringing back? I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't bring Miles Sanders back knowing that the only time he's been a 1000 yard rusher was on a contract year. And quite frankly, I think it's more important to address the offensive line and you could find a replacement for Miles Sanders that could bring similar production with a draft pick. But even then it's an experienced player you're losing. James Bradbury, now everyone's going to rip on him for being the guy that held Juju Smith-Schuster in the Super Bowl, but at the end of the day, he was a very good cornerback for for, uh, Philly this year. And I think that losing, you know, him going to another team could potentially hurt their secondary. They have a ton of free agents that they could be losing, and I don't know if it necessarily means they'll be back next year, but I think they might need a year to retool, dra- uh, draft some players and develop them. Then maybe you know two years down the line or maybe three, I could see them returning to the big dance. San Francisco, my biggest question and concern with them, I think that, again, they were probably the best team, full team outside of one thing, and that was quarterback. Brock Purdy was solid. He did show some flaws. I almost kind of viewed him as like a Nick Foles the year that he led the Philadelphia Eagles as a backup to a dream run to the Super Bowl back in 2018. I kind of viewed Brock Purdy as that, just an electric player that's playing above his potential and, you know, made some good throws, had, you know, carried himself well on the field and managed to, to, I think, overachieve with a team that probably shouldn't have been in the NFC Championship at the end of it. I don't know what they do at quarterback next year, though. And this is my big concern for San Francisco. They have Trey Lance. Like I said when I talked about in my previous segment episodes in the past about quarterbacks that I'm worried with bust potential, you know, a bust label being thrown on them. Trey Lance is one of those. The main reason why he is one of those is because 
he hasn't been on the field much at all. He sat his rookie season behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Then this year, they were going to hand him the reins. And unfortunately, he couldn't stay healthy. And he broke his ankle and missed the majority of the season. But even in the games he played, he never really looked amazing. Nor did they really look like a finished unit. Now, they did trade for Christian McCaffrey mid-season. So maybe this, you know, that addition to the offense with Trey Lance coming back fully healthy will be a good fit. But as of right now, I do have concerns about them being able to contend, not knowing what the quarterback position will be for them next year. Two teams that I think were in the middle of the pack this year that maybe could take a step up. I look at the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of people looked at them as overachievers. I could say, you know, maybe that was the case. I mean, out of all of the teams that made the playoffs, it was them and the New York Giants where their differentials, which means the points that they score on offense versus the amount of points they give up on defense. The Minnesota Vikings actually gave up more points this year than scored and somehow won 13 games. Now, one of those two is not sustainable. Either their defense will be better and they will be able to repeat that performance or which I think is more likely to happen is some of those wins were very close and maybe a little fraudulent and maybe they bounced down to a nine-ish win team next year. However, maybe I'm wrong. I like some of the moves that they've made. I really do like Brian Flores becoming their defensive coordinator And maybe they can address some defensive holes throughout the draft. And who knows? Maybe they can take a step up if Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's got all the weapons with TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson. Hopefully Dalvin Cook can stay healthy. I believe he might be a free agent too. I'm not sure. (coughs) Excuse me. But when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings, they could be a team that actually takes a step up. Now, that's a maybe. I'm still not sold on them. I really haven't given you guys the team that I think is going to be the one yet. And I'll give you my answer on it at the end once I describe everyone. The New York Giants, I'm concerned about them. The fact that they are paying Daniel Jones potentially or losing Saquon Barkley in free agency, knowing that they don't really want to franchise tag him, but they also really don't want to extend him a lot. But again, You could argue that Saquon Barkley helped Daniel Jones out in the offense a lot, making easy, you know, easy plays for him, making it, uh, you know, a lot of easier passes. You know, all I'm saying is a guy that can help get you in third and manageable with the run game helps your quarterback deliver and make better throws that are safer and less turnover prone. And we all know Daniel Jones. If you watch the Giants game throughout his career, he is an absolute turnover machine when there's the slightest ounce of pressure near him. On top of that, you are now going to be paying Daniel Jones even more money than he was already making. And they have some bad contracts on that team. Kenny Galladay barely even gets starting touches, and is the most. it almost costs more than every other receiver on that team. Now, maybe they can waive him in the offseason. Who knows what they'll do. But unless they have a stellar draft class, I am worried about the New York Giants going into next year, mainly due to the fact that I don't know if that team can improve. And I already thought they over, you know, outperformed their expectations last year. Seattle could be an interesting one, mainly because I think Geno Smith is proven himself to be one of the elite quarterbacks amongst the NFC. 
And while we might not want to admit that, look at some of the names. Outside of Jalen Hurts, there's a lot of decent guys. Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. But Brock Purdy was pretty unproven. Geno Smith, you know, he was the guy that nobody knew about coming out of nowhere and becoming a Pro Bowl quarterback. But he's one of the better guys in, in, in the NFC right now. Aaron Rodgers could be out the door. Name a quarterback for the Saints or the Falcons. The Cardinals won't have Kyler Murray half of the next year. And Justin Fields is far from a finished product. Geno Smith might be the best quarterback in the NFC outside of Jalen Hurts. And that's not an exaggeration. Having that, plus the fact that they have two first-round picks, and Pete Carroll, who is a proven Super Bowl you know, winning coach, they could make some noise next year. Knowing that Arizona is going to be a dumpster fire, I think, you know, San Francisco might have their own woes at QB. It could be interesting. I, I'm not saying Super Bowl contender, but I'm saying I think that they have a chance to improve on next season. And then I will address the only team I did not talk about that made the playoffs, which was the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Well... I think that they have a lot of talent on this team. One thing that concerns me is always going to be Jerry Jones' ego. He claims to be a football guy. Ah, I know the game of football. He loves drafting all the players. He loves having, you know, Jerry World. He loves having the media run around him. And I think his ego has actually tarnished the Dallas Cowboys winning potential at times. Instead of, getting the right guy, they hire a name as a coach in Mike McCarthy, who I don't think has been able to prove himself much as an elite coach in the league in quite some time. On top of that, I think that Ezekiel Elliott must be in a relationship with <laughs> with Jerry Jones sometimes because the fact is he loves Ezekiel Elliott and he was the highest cap hit amongst running backs this year and he got he got fewer yards than Tony Pollard as backup. It's a terrible contract and one of the worst in the NFL. But if Jerry Jones can't swallow the pill and sell out and cut Ezekiel Elliott, there's no way that Dallas is going to be able to compete next year. They have way too much at a skill position that isn't providing enough for them. And yeah, they have CeeDee Lamb, they have Dalton Schultz, they have a solid O-line, Dak Prescott. I think if there's one thing that can get... Dallas over the hump is Dak Prescott looking like an MVP candidate again. And I know that sounds weird me even saying that, but we haven't seen that in a few years now. Dak Prescott has some amazing games where he throws for like three touchdowns and 330 yards. And then he also has absolute stinker games where he throws for no touchdowns and two picks and they were both terrible and he fumbles the ball. He was an absolute turnover machine in the games he played this year the point where some people were debating if it was him or Cooper Rush that should have been the starter. That's not a debate you want to be having with a franchise quarterback. And I've already seen stuff in the news, and it, it happens again when you got a star on the side of your helmet and playing Dallas, which is, is Dak the guy moving forward? I, I don't remember where I saw this article today, but I had seen some reports that Dallas is apparently very intrigued about C.J. Stroud the Ohio State quarterback and top draft prospect this year. I don't know how the hell they're going to move up and get him, though. And nothing says we believe in you, Dak, the guy that, you know, has a huge contract with them, like 
we're going to trade up and draft your replacement and not get assets to help this team win now. That doesn't build confidence in a quarterback that's battled injury issues and turnover turnover problems. That worries me. Honestly, I think the NFC is one of the biggest wild cards out there. The final two names that I will address when it comes to teams that I think could push for at least a playoff spot and who knows what will happen next would be the Detroit Lions and the Los Angeles Rams. I'll go with the Rams first because I don't want to be too much of a homer and talk about my team the entire time. But when I look at the Los Angeles Rams, I see a team that was riddled with injuries. They underperformed at times. I think they had a lot of terrible injuries. When I look at it, though, at the end of the day, I could at least see four or five games that could have been overturned based on the fact that Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup played. Aaron Donald missed some of his one of his first games in his NFL career. How long has Aaron Donald been in the league now, being elite? And he missed his first career game due to injury this season. I think if they can get healthy, retool, now they'll be lacking in, in draft capital because that belongs to Detroit this year with their first-round pick. But honestly, getting healthy is probably the most important thing for the Rams. I think they could use some help on the offensive line, knowing that Andrew Whitworth, one of their staples on the offensive line that truly helped them win the Super Bowl, not last year, because of course that's Chiefs-Eagles, but two seasons ago now, his loss really showed a weakness in the run game and the pass blocking that protects Stafford. I think being able to solidify the offensive line and find talent to put on that line is the most important thing and is critical to the Rams' success next year. If they can do that, I think that the run game will improve, their pass defense or their pass protection will improve as well, and I could see the Rams being a contender in that division again next year. Finally, I'll talk about my team, Detroit. Now, I'm not going to be too much of a homer, and I'll try and be as unbiased as I can, but the hype train is real, my friends. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan. It truly is the case. For the first time maybe in my life, other coaches, uh, other teams are plucking our coaches to try and do what we were doing when it comes to Deuce Staley leaving for Carolina or the fact that we we hired a replacement running backs coach and Tampa Bay tried to make him their offensive coordinator a week later. I think there are a lot of solidified pieces on this team, and they are only going to be improving next year. They have elite coaching in Ben Johnson, who was a hot candidate, who was their offensive play caller this year. Dan Campbell's proven to be a culture fit as he has built a team that will run through absolute walls for him, despite what weird quote he throws out there. (laughs) And at the end of the day, I'm excited to see what this Lions team can do next year. I know I talked about Minnesota being able to maybe fill some holes, but maybe if they show their true form and you know their defense truly is a bigger issue than it ended up being this year, I think the Lions are a more balanced roster, and while they have holes, their general manager, Brad Holmes, has been able to prove that he can find talent in rounds one through seven that end up being starters and impact players on this team. Knowing that all of those players from the last draft class are going to be developing One more year, one more year of experience, one more year of strength, knowledge in this league, and he can add another draft class that can maybe have four starters in it. I think that the Detroit Lions could make a huge leap next year as a division winner and potentially a playoff, not only have a playoff berth, but a playoff win as well.
Now, Max, who are you picking, though? You've been toying with us for about five, ten minutes, and you haven't picked a team from the NFC. I'll be honest, I'm as stumped as you guys. You could say Seattle, but do you believe in Geno Smith? You could say Dallas, but do you believe in Dak Prescott? You could say the Giants, but are they even going to make it back to the, you know, to the postseason? They have a lot of money that they have to pay out to Saquon and Daniel Jones, and they won't really be able to improve that team in the offseason. You know, who else? I think, you know, even the teams that they try and say, they just say, oh, the the playoffs are very refreshing in the NFL. There's always a new crop of teams every year that didn't make it the previous season. I don't know who's going to make it next year. Washington, I don't think, is getting any better. Tampa, they lost Brady. They're going to be in a rebuild soon. If Aaron Rodgers, you know, if the rumors with Aaron Rodgers are true, he's probably out of Green Bay. And unless Jordan Love ends up being a Pro Bowl quarterback next year, I think they're probably just going to be a middle-of-the-pack team. New Orleans, Atlanta, Chicago, all rebuilds. Arizona's missing Kyler, like I said. The only other team I could assume could maybe push for a playoff spot is Carolina. The main reason for it is they're in the weakest division in the NFC South with Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans. And again, whether it's trusting Sam Darnold, trading for another guy, or maybe going the Derek Carr route, I think really they're, they were a good, tough, young team that has a bunch of young players that are going to be solidifying themselves in this league for years to come. And Frank Wright coming in, an offensive mind, their biggest struggle was offense. Being able to take that next leap, whether it's a franchise quarterback that they acquire in the draft or through a trade or sign in free agency. Honestly, I think Derek Carr signing there could easily be all they need to take the leap and win that division. And I think that their window is opening while Atlanta's really hasn't yet. Neither has New Orleans because they are in deep rebuilds. And I think Tampa's window just got shut and then got dropped in a coffin, and that coffin just got sunk into the Atlantic Ocean. I think that they are starting their rebuild as well. So when it comes to my teams that I think have a chance at least to push themselves into contendership that didn't make it last year, I'm saying Carolina and Detroit, and maybe Los Angeles as well, like I said previously. When it comes to teams that I think will probably make the Super Bowl next year, if I had to put money on it as of today, I would probably do San Francisco only because, unlike Philly, they don't have as many free agent issues, but their biggest question mark is is quarterback. However, you could also say that with about 10 teams in the conference. So I'm not necessarily worried about you know that as much as I am if they were an AFC team, knowing that the AFC has Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, and even then they have younger players, you know, like uh, Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh, who is improving a lot to finish his, his rookie season. Uh, let's not forget Deshaun Watson, too. Yeah, he's very forgettable with his actions. But there are not a ton of elite quarterbacks, and so if they can even find a game manager, if, if Trey Lentz can be a game manager and not be a turnover machine, I'd probably pick San Fran to go to the Super Bowl next year. Tell me what your thoughts are. Again, AFC... With the big three, Cincy, Buffalo, KC, with the wild cards of teams that could contend being the New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then when it came to the NFC, I had Philly maybe, 
My main pick was San Francisco with teams that could move into contendership being Detroit and Carolina. Maybe the Rams too, if they can get healthy and protect Stafford better. Let me know what you guys think or tell me a team that you think I maybe missed on in my comment section. If you get an Anchor account and listen through them on, or listen through me on Spotify as a part of Anchor, you can actually comment on my content. So if you think, Max, you're ridiculous, you got to believe in them, them boys from Dallas. You got to believe in the Dallas Cowboys. Tell me it. Tell me a reason why. I'd be more than happy to respond to it. If not, tell me why you agree with me. I hope to just kind of make fun content that you guys think is entertaining, funny, and also informative. And I think I did a good job with this segment here. Tell me what you think in the comments section below. Alrighty, everybody, and I'm back. I will be talking about just some random headlines or maybe big, you know, topics that I think will be stretched out through this offseason to draw lots of headlines from people. But I, I think the biggest one as of now is still our quarterback carousel. The biggest names on this one would be, as of now, we have a guy that's like half in as like the carousel slowing down, like he's getting his ticket punched. You know, he they're checking his height. That would be Lamar Jackson. Now, again, he is still a Baltimore Raven. He's under contract as a Baltimore Raven. I think he will be playing for the Baltimore Ravens. But if... Who knows, some stubbornness from him or a fallout with the team. He could be on the move. I don't know what's the case with Baltimore because, again, I don't think that they improve without him, but I also don't think that they're going to be any better with him. It's kind of just staying at tread, I guess, treading water. But, again, they really haven't made a ton of moves to amplify and make the offense better. And while the defense has always been a pretty solid unit, they need to find out what their identity is with this offense moving forward. I don't want to see another year of Lamar Jackson playing eight games, sitting out the rest of the year, Tyler Huntley coming in, and then limping to a wild card loss, which seems to be the last two years now. Despite Tyler Huntley being a Pro Bowl quarterback, he's not a guy that I ever want to see start in the league. Lamar is the star, and he's the guy that should he should really be, you know... He should have been in the MVP conversation. He needs to be an elite pro, you know, player in this league. And he hasn't been able to do that for the for the Baltimore Ravens, so I understand their concerns with him. But what do you do with him? I think this is honestly a bigger concern and I than than the Aaron Rodgers one, which is the fact that what do you do with him? I think it's uh, I'll word it this way. Uh, I'm thinking on my feet here, but I'll word it this way for these two. I think there's similar situations. I don't know where Aaron Rodgers could go, where the capital given up to get him to a new team truly makes it better than him staying in Green Bay for another season. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. I don't know what team he would go to where he could make them better than what the Baltimore Ravens were the last two seasons. However, though, I don't think neither the organization or the player really wants to put up with each other's crap anymore. I think that they are both done with each other. I don't think Lamar technically really wants to be a Raven anymore, and I don't think the Ravens truly want to have Lamar Jackson as their franchise quarterback. Tell me if I'm wrong in the comments. That's truly what I'm believing. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. I think 
the Dark Mage, has cast a spell on the Packers for them to do whatever, you know, he wants them to do. And eventually they woke from the spell and went, man, you're really full of it, and I'm really getting tired of it. I think that both teams are kind of fed up with each other now. I think it's more deserved for Rodgers than it is Jackson. To be fair, Rodgers is more of an established name in the league. He's a Hall of Famer with his resume as of today. And, you know, he's made a ton of money in this league, and he's done a ton of things for the Packers. For the Ravens, I think this is kind of their, you know, crossing point when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Do we keep him? Is he the guy that will get us to the, you know, to the Super Bowl? Is he the guy that will get us over the hump? I don't know if they believe that. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Unfortunately, with Lamar Jackson, I feel like I don't know why it's the case with him because some people might want to play like, oh, the race card. No, for me, I feel like everyone the day Lamar Jackson came into the league, everyone either came up with he is the greatest quarterback we have ever seen and he's the he should be the MVP. He's better than Pat Mahomes. He's better than everybody or he's absolute trash. He's pretty much a running back. He should just play wide receiver and they should, you know, draft a new guy. He's a bust. And nobody's using logic with Lamar. I think, like a logical person, and I kind of fit somewhere in the middle. I think Lamar, at best, is a Pro Bowl quarterback who had an MVP season who played very elite. I am worried about his injuries, though, and despite him being able to play at a Pro Bowl level, the ability for him to make it onto the field is more of my concern. That is where I'm at with Lamar. If I'm a a manager... I want a quarterback that can make it a full season. And Lamar has proven in his last two years that he hasn't been able to do so. And again, dual threat quarterbacks, when they lose their athleticism, then they are then, you know, stuck in their pocket passing ways. How do we view Lamar Jackson purely as a passer? I think he's a better passer than people want to give him credit for. But again, he's he's more of a dual threat than a player like Russell Wilson. But look at Russell Wilson without his athleticism. That Denver Broncos offense was pretty ugly last year. Broncos country, let's suck. Broncos country, let's let's fumble. (laughs) You know, and I don't want that to be the case with Lamar. But again, I feel like that like the window for the for the Ravens closed faster than people were expecting, and I don't think they win with Lamar. I don't think they win without him but I don't know where they go where either team wins, either party wins there. I don't know a team that Lamar goes to and does better than he does with Baltimore. I don't know what quarterback that they could get to replace Lamar today or this year that makes them better than where they were at. And I think that's very similar with Green Bay as well. And I think a lot of times when we see these trades or these moves across the NFL, we kind of think, oh, this team's a contender now. This team's a, a fluke. This team's a bust. This team's look at some of the big blockbuster trades. Now these aren't necessarily quarterbacks, but there were some big wide receivers moved in this offseason. Tyree Kill ring a bell. A lot of people thought that, oh wow, watch out for Miami. And now, yes, he was an elite piece. I'd say he's an all-pro wide receiver, in my opinion. I think he's a great piece and probably one of the best receivers in this league. You could argue he's the best. But did that truly put the Dolphins over the hump? No, they've kind of been a 7-9 to win football team the last three years. 
How about the, you know, the team that traded him away, the Kansas City Chiefs? There were people that believed that Patrick Mahomes would be exposed without his deep threat speedy receiver in Tyreek Hill. No, Chiefs, Chiefs were the same thing. So that was a blockbuster trade. What about Devontae Adams going to the Raiders? Some people thought that was the reason why the Chiefs would be exposed. No, Raiders were still about the same team. Underperformed a little bit. I believe they won seven-ish wins. So this is a couple less than last year. Again, what we, you know, trade didn't mean that much. Packers were still playoff contenders, but they obviously fell off a little bit this year. But most of these trades don't necessarily mean everything. So Lamar Jackson going to another team doesn't mean that team's a Super Bowl contender. And Lamar Jackson leaving doesn't necessarily mean that they're doomed either. I just don't know how either team improves in the short terms, you know. So that's kind of where I'm at with this QB drama. I'm going to cut it off there because I could ramble in circles all day. I'm really good at doing that. As of this, though, it was a shorter day. Didn't have a ton of amazing, cool talk. I saw you guys really liked my mock draft episode. That was one of my most listened to. I want to do a really organized, neat format for the mock drafts. Maybe I'll even create my own for you guys. I'll put the poll question for today as, would you like to see me create a mock draft in in a future episode? Maybe make that the feature segment for an episode. You guys let me know. I'll react to it. It'll be a 24-hour poll question. So if you want to see the mock draft, if you're a Spotify or an Anchor listener, Go in, scroll down once you're listening to my episode, and find our poll question where I'll say something of, would you like to see the mock draft, uh, you know, mock drafts for Max Sports and me creating the mock drafts? I will react to them in about 24 hours when I record my next episode, and that will determine if I'm going to be making a mock draft video or not video episode soon. After all that little self-promotion garbage, thank you all for listening. I appreciate every time people tune in to hear me ramble about sports. Hope you're having a great day whenever you're listening and take care.